0: season three of the I'm Uncomfortable podcast where it's okay to be uncomfortable. We're your hosts Melissa and Vanessa and today we'll be exploring what it means to be languishing but before we get into what even that word means (laughs) let's talk about what's made us uncomfortable lately. Vanessa, what's made you uncomfortable lately? (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) They say old habits die hard, and they sure did for me today because I released (laughs) episode one of our podcast on accident. Shout out to Jordan for (laughs) hitting us up about it and being so engaged and sending us his like pumpkin coffee thing that he was trying, but not even that tipped me off to the fact that I had published it on the wrong day. Last night I told Melissa, oh yeah, I gotta finish editing and then I'm gonna upload it. That didn't strike me as odd. <laughs> Writing it and listening to it in the shower this morning didn't strike me as odd. Him telling me, like texting me that picture didn't strike me as odd. And it wasn't until literally 6pm when I had <laughs> uploaded the um, what is it called? The, the audiogram. The, the audiogram. That I that Melissa texted me, wait. <laughs> wait, hold on. <laughs> I didn't even catch it i didn't even catch a mistake but you know what sometimes you just you do things you know i thought it was october
0: i was ready apparently (laughs) she was ready for october everyone um yeah it was pretty funny because i was gonna go on my commute home and i was gonna pop on a podcast that i hadn't (laughs) finished and then i was like wait how come i'm uncomfortable
1: The Pumpkin Spice episode
0: episode has a new episode today. I'm like, hold on. Is it October? Not quite. Um, But anyways, that was hilarious. But yeah, my uncomfortable moment um, that I've been dealing with this week is that I've been sore and in a good way in that I've been moving my body and it's been a while. You know, I work out here and there, but never really like sore for multiple days kind of workout. Um, yeah, this past weekend I played volleyball for like three hours. So it wasn't even like a hit workout or like a you know, a like weightlifting thing. It was literally I was playing volleyball for like three hours with my family. Um, but yeah, I am sore and it's good. and I played volleyball again today and it was nice. So hopefully this keeps going. <laughs> so let's talk about languishing. Does anyone out there listening relate to the following descriptors? Have you had trouble concentrating? Have you experienced a general lack of excitement recently? Or are you feeling a little joyless or aimless these days? No, this isn't an ad for or an infomercial for some sort of new antidepressant. What I'm actually describing to you is a few characteristics associated with the emotion called languishing. So I did want to bring this up to not only Vanessa's attention, but to everyone that's listening, because I recently read a New York Times article written by psychologist Adam Grant entitled, there's a name for the blah you're feeling. It's called languishing. And it instantly clicked, it instantly clicked with me and I wanted to see if some other people out there in the world were feeling that too, um, AKA Misery Loves Company. So let's go along in this uh, languishing topic. So, So Grant associates languishing with a sense of stagnation and emptiness. Quoting his article directly, It isn't burnout. We still have energy. It wasn't depression. Um, We didn't feel hopeless. It feels as if you're muddling through your days, looking at your life through a foggy windshield. Languishing is the neglected middle child of mental health. It's the void between depression and flourishing. It's the absence of well-being. It's almost poetic, (laughs) those last few sentences. So basically, languish is chronic anguish and there are a number of things that I that came up when I was reading this. And I was like, why am I relating to this so much? And I want to know what everyone else has been feeling. So I'll just start off with the first question here. Vanessa, have you actually personally identified with any of these descriptors? Maybe without even realizing it um, sometime this year or recently? Sure, Dr. Melissa. It yes, like- please tell me. <laughs> it
1: sounds like I'm... A- filling out some type of like questionnaire about getting medication for something. But yeah, I I mean, I guess I have been calling it burnout Mm -hmm. and I've been calling it things, I guess, that maybe it's not like burnout or depression. I hate using the word anxiety, so I try not to use that one. But the part that stuck out to me the most from the article that the piece you just read is looking at your life through a foggy windshield. <laughs> I literally have I think been feeling I took my car to get washed because I thought that by cleaning my physical foggy windshield it would help with my mental foggy windshield. Wow. Um yeah, it, it was I like car washes so it brought me momentary joy. But the fog is still there on the metaphorical windshield so i don't know how about you
0: yeah i think that's why i wanted to bring it to discussion today i have been feeling that fogginess i know that we were talking about in the last season why we even took a hiatus was that everything just seemed so busy and all at once and it you know, hit us like a ton of bricks. All of the things that we needed to get done, and I just feel like there was still motivation for various things that we were working on. But I notice in the past couple of months, it's kind of I don't know. It's it's fizzled out a little bit in terms of my motivation towards these goals that I've set for myself. And I don't know if that's just delayed, you know, New Year's re- resolutions. You know, the you know the percentage of people who end up failing those goals or or not continuing with these habits that you're trying to build but yeah I've definitely felt like I've seen I still have my goals in this distant place I know what I need to do to get there yet I still find myself at the end of the day just so fatigued and exhausted and kind of spent and I also associated it with what I thought was burnout but I also thought about what my workload is looking like, and yes, it's it's busy, but I don't know. It just feels like I'm kind of listless or kind of directionless, which is something that I remember reading in the article and being like, oh, I didn't realize that that was a thing other people were actually feeling. I thought that was just a me thing. <laughs> so yeah, I've definitely feel, felt indifferent or unmotivated recently.
1: I think what's coming to mind for me then is why. Mm-hmm. We, because we took a hiatus from the podcast. It just seemed that so many people were coming out and making plans and things Mm -hmm. are happening and every weekend there's a new thing and there were TikToks that I watched about it and it was a phenomenon where people were trying to go back out into the world Mm -hmm. and scheduling every single little thing. And I don't think that that's super gone away. I mean, we're going to a wedding in like two weeks. So Yeah. But then where is this other feeling coming from? Or... Was it always there underneath the excitement to go out? Like maybe languishing was there, but it was just masked momentarily by a busy schedule?
0: Right. I think it, again, the feeling of all of a sudden things are happening. Um, I'm gonna reference another piece of the article. Um, okay. So I know that we're talking about languishing, and it seems to be people are saying, They're unsure about this new normal, about going out and what to do and and having this new routine, but still, I don't know, craving what was, what had been. So in terms of the dominating emotion of 2020, it seemed that a lot of people were going through different stages of grief in 2020, whether it was through the loss of loved ones or the loss of a sense of normalcy. And it seemed that languishing is now the dominant emotion of 2021 so we came down from this uncertainty and dread that described the early days of the pandemic we now have new routines that helped us cope with that like for example um, you know do you remember the time in the pandemic when we were bringing home our groceries and scrubbing them or like wiping them down like thinking that it was things that was I don't know it was transferred via surface area things like that and and now we don't do that We bring our groceries straight into our house these days or our packages right into our house these days. We're not wiping everything down like that, but we're still wearing masks and we're still having to be, you know, social distant and things like that. So there's this new sense of normal. So, yes, we are able to go out and yes, we're able to go to a wedding and feel safer about it than what we would have last year. But elements of the pandemic still drag on and we feel like this lingering sense of uncertainty and maybe I personally think maybe some sort of level of jadedness. There's just a lot of polarity that surrounded the pandemic, whether it's wearing masks or not wearing masks or getting vaccinated or not getting vaccinated. So there's all these things that we're constantly still dealing with in relation to the pandemic, yet we're not in the beginning stages of all of the unknowns of the pandemic. We know so much more now, but that's still things that we have to process and deal with. I have this sense, like I ebb and flow between this, None of it matters and all of it matters all at at once and it's overwhelming. So again, going back to that shattered sense of like a normal routine, but then realizing that there is a way for us to strive as or to thrive as a community working from home, but then seeing that companies are still striving to go back to that office life and lack of work-life balance. I don't know. There's just like so many issues that have been brought up um, because of the pandemic that I think there's still a lot that I need to sort through and process. So I'm a little like it's too much to process at one time. So maybe that's contributing to the way I'm feeling of unmotivated and kind of fogginess, but I don't know. How about you? Why do you think we're all feeling this way?
1: I'm having a hard time with this one just because I know that I am feeling this way and clearly you are too. And clearly other people must be since this article was written and shared. Um, I just, I struggle with that piece on why we're feeling this way. Maybe it does have something to do with what you talked about in terms of the new routines that we need to have in place because of COVID. Like I have a box of masks in my car and every morning before I get out and walk onto my campus, I put my mask on. Like I take a mask out of the box and I put it on. And every day after work, I stuff it in the trash on my way in. So I don't know. Maybe it's just this weird routine. I guess the jadedness too of, of like how long will this, Oh, maybe there's that. Okay. How long will this last? Right. This idea of I can go out and see people as long as I'm vaccinated and have my mask. How long is this going to last? Mm-hmm. Jadedness is, a th- I think a really good way to put it because on, on one hand, I'm happy that the pandemic doesn't seem to be as bad as it was. But on the other hand, part of me is thinking, should I be more worried about Delta? Like, is it going to come back and be the same thing in a couple right. of months where we're all stuck inside once the flu season comes around? So uh, I'm stuck in like the none of it matters. So, <laughs> I definitely yeah. had a moment the other day, like very recently, where I was like, whatever,
0: like I'm going to die.
1: Oh, <laughs> my God. I know. Isn't that crazy?
0: Yeah, we seem to be in this weird place as a community or as a society where we're like oh you know still living that pandemic life you know like it's it's become satirical or we're kind of um that dark kind of humor (laughs) we're Uh developing that sense of again jadedness surrounding this whole thing it's like a very serious issue and it's obviously something that is impacting a lot of people and still is but i think because it's um persisted for so long and that there's no foreseeable end end And especially all of the tangents that come from it, like I mentioned, the no mask, no maskers, anti-vaxxers, things like that. All of these things are creeping up in terms of other issues within society that this pandemic has kind of agitated, that it's just like, ugh, it's just so much. But it is the one thing.
1: It is the one thing that we as a humanity can share. Like, this is the one experience that none of us have escaped from. And it has affected all of us in some way, shape or form. So on that level, it's really interesting seeing it in movies or shows. Like I was Mm -hmm. watching this one like docu-series and it was so interesting because, oh no, two of them. In two of them, it was like, oh, I'm hearing about this COVID thing. I wonder if it's serious. And then watching them, it's like weirdly like looking back in time because I'm like watching them go through what we have all gone through of that part where we were like, is this really a thing? And then Mm -hmm. everything shutting down and seeing them live through that is so weird. Because we all did it. I'm thinking about that connection between us and other people. And I think I personally have noticed these, like, languishing symptoms in my other circles. (laughs) Like, work especially. I'm not the only one that seems to be needing, like, a mental health day or just, like, a moment. Because the job is in some ways the same as it's always been but in other ways it's a lot more different and everything seems to be just changing constantly too for me anyways in terms of covid policies and procedures at schools right and it's like every day like literally today there's this new t- testing system that we're going to start doing
0: oh wow it's just
1: every every week literally every week every day there's a new thing
0: you're constantly and, having to pivot and you know you're like just trying getting to used accept to things as yeah. normal but constantly
1: having to pivot yeah exactly it's yeah. just disheartening, I suppose, which leads to languish. Because you said earlier that what is it? Languish is anguish, or it's chronic
0: anguish. Chronic so it's anguish, like... right? And I think
1: we're all like chronically anguished. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I, I, and I think it ties back to um, you know this unforeseeable end or conclusion Mm -hmm. of this time in pandemic uh, you know pandemic circumstances yeah I've definitely noticed a lot of it in the work uh, work environment as well I think yeah we are in this for me we are in this routine right now where we're transition trying to transition back into the office more so in the summer we are going in Um, one day a week to the office and then now for the past couple of months we've been going in twice a week but then some managers are like oh we're more flexible about that so if you feel that it's it's you know more productive for you to stay home a certain day don't feel the need so it's just like all of this there's these new procedures that we're trying to put in place at the work at at my work but at the same time we're still trying to figure out what works best for each department and it's just a lot of like it's not what it used to be. It's it's nice to see some people in the office these days, but at the same time I don't know who's comfortable with what. Some people right. just walk on through and they're they're saying hi to people, visiting people's cubicles or offices. Right. And then some other like for me for example, I don't actively walk around like I would have done before because I don't know if I'm going to be invading people's spaces or you know or who even is in the office on certain days. So I'm I just kind of minding my own business. So it's like this weird ghost towny version of my office that i'm yeah, trying that's to strange yeah and um one of the things that's been frustrating is i i don't personally have a really bad commute to my office but i know a lot of my coworkers do and the fact that we are coming into the office twice a week but we're still on teams or zoom meeting with each other because we can't social distance when we then are meeting at two why zoom? not just stay home then Exactly. So those are the things that people are grappling with. They're like, why, why do we need to go back to the office when we've definitely set ourselves up in a in a way that we can productively work from home? So it's just this weird saltiness, again, associated with this whole upheaval of what we thought was normal and now that we know that we can work from home productively it's like why 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 are we even going back so you're right when you're saying that is something that we're all collectively having to deal with and we are all individually trying to sort through it. It's nice to be able to put it out there and identify and put a name to what we're all feeling because I honestly didn't really know the word languish or associated anguish with what I was feeling. I was sure. just pick, pick, um, picking those bits and pieces of like, I think I'm burnt out. I think I'm kind of sad today more than usual. Or I think I'm yeah, anxious. Yeah, same.
1: I've, I've been repeating the same things over and over in the same words like burnt out, frustrated, sad, because right. sad somehow feels like the only word that I can use, even though I'm not, like, actively sad in the way I would have previously thought about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel like this has been a depressing episode almost <laughs> just because we're, like, airing it all out and, and like, being really honest about how we're feeling. There's a sense, I think, sometimes where people are trying to force being happy or peppy because that's the the thing. And at work, I do this constantly, which tires me out of, like, I feel like I need to be an energy source. source for people because if i am depressed and i am sad and i am anguished all the time my people will pick up on that and that's right. not good for anyone especially not for my like teachers and then obviously then therefore from, for the kids
0: right and I think that actually is a good segue because it, we like to wrap our episodes or bookend our episodes by asking the question then, how can we be okay with it? Or how can we better deal with this idea of languishing? So right. I know that you just mentioned, you know, you are in a leadership position at your workplace and you feel the need to be this positive or this positive, the source of positivity for your people. But do you have any thoughts on how we can maybe better deal with this? Collective yeah. Well, feeling? I was
1: going to say, I don't know if I have any super ideas for anyone, really. Mm-hmm. I wish I could remember the study. I'll try to look it up and, and share it with everybody afterwards. But there was a sorry, one of my old bosses talked about a long time ago about some guy who was like a prisoner and he somehow like maintained to like a fine mental health or whatever. And his whole story basically was around acceptance. Mm. And he said the people who fared the worst were people who said, Oh, we'll be out by Christmas, we'll be out by Easter, we'll be out by a certain time, just kind of basically in denial and and how holding on to this hope that it would all go back to normal. So relating that to the pandemic or to just like the idea of languishing, something that I have personally been trying to get better at. Um And it does bring me peace when I can do it in the rare moments I can do it is acceptance that Mm -hmm. just it's this is what it is or the acceptance that there is no certainty and that uh, the only thing that's certain is that things are uncertain. (laughs) The only thing that is true is that things are going to change and having to be okay with that. But just even naming that for myself right now is making me a little more calm in the sense of, oh, okay, you know what? This is just going to be what it is for a while. Mm -hmm. And that we're not alone in it. Yeah. Also true. And and talking about it with your friends instead of trying to deny it and live in that when Melissa and I talk about this in our in our body positivity and neutrality episode, but the idea of like a toxic positivity that we have yeah. that relates not just to our bodies but to society in general. So we don't have to lie and say things are going great when they're not. <laughs> when they're
0: not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think it makes it okay for people to be more sincere when being asked those questions when they hear it from other people. They're like, Oh, yeah, actually, I'm not doing that great either, you know, mm-hmm. and, and being truly honest with yourself and therefore creating an environment where everyone can actually freely express that, that, you know, what they're truly feeling if it it's anguish or if it's anxieties or if it's you know irritation or whatever so that we can at least get to the first step of identifying it and then processing it in in our our own ways but I, I don't really have anything like you mentioned super advice for this particular thing because I think I am going through this just like everyone else but I think really building that those relationships so whether it's friendships or your your family and being able to talk to people about your feelings has helped me. So
1: in the article I I remember reading at towards the end something that the author offered as as a potential solution. It's in the section focus on a small goal. Um mm-hmm. so it said to transcend languishing, try starting with small wins, like the tiny triumph of figuring out a who done it or the rush of playing a seven letter word, direct quote from the article. And actually I do want to share this, that I have restarted my star chart. Uh, I used to like pre-pandemic and a little bit in the pandemic, I had this like star chart I made for myself. We made them for the kids all the time. Basically you get a little star every time you do the right thing, you make Mm -hmm. a good choice. And at the end you give yourself a prize um, or you get a prize if you're the kid. Right. Uh, And so I used to do that consistently and it felt good. And so uh, my star chart is very basic. Well, to me, very basic things like a hundred squats, Or 10 crunches. Or did I pack lunch today? Um, Recently, I added a mental health one where I have to tell myself something I did that I'm proud of for that day. So like, I'm proud of myself today because. um, And those are really small things, but it's very much within my locus of control to do those things or not. So it doesn't feel that those things are dependent on the world uh, to accomplish. So yes, it's just small, small wins like that. Finding a way to give yourself small wins can also take you out of your own feelings and take you out of the idea of languishing.
0: Right. It, it it helps you to, again, take that moment to be, whether it's you're trying to find one thing that you're proud of yourself for or that you're grateful for, you pull yourself out of that cycle of maybe some negative thoughts or some of that languishing that you're feeling. But I'd be curious to know what you all have been doing to help cope in these continued pandemic times whether you're feeling languishing or not or if you identify with these descriptors or not let us know thank you all for listening today be sure to follow us on apple podcast spotify and on instagram at imuncomfortable.podcast if you have an episode idea question or shout out you can contact us on our instagram or on our website at imuncomfortablepodcast.com definitely reach out to us there we'd like to know what your thoughts are on this episode and we release new episodes every tuesday so we will see you next week